Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets, presented by Prize Picks here on the Mayo Media Network. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell to walk through Tuesday, March 16th, NHL slate of action. DJ, seven games on the docket on Tuesday. How you doing? I'm doing really good. I mean, seven games, it's very, you know, I, I kind of like these slates. Honestly, I feel like I do my best when there's, it's a little bit more, you know, just, there's not too much going on. There's not a ton of news and notes. I have to be jamming through a million teams at seven o'clock. These are kind of my my bread and butter, my favorite ones to really dive in on and try to do as much as I possibly can. So I'm really excited for this one, seven games. But the weirdest part about it is everything's a five and a half, except for one. Um, not used to that. So as you can imagine, there are no Canadian teams on this docket. So Matt, how are you? Is there anything you want to start us off with? Uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm doing all right. I had, I had a good weekend. So, you know, Monday, we'll, we'll just forget about it. You know, I, I didn't play Barkov. So, you know, that's sort of, I didn't play Demko either. So Barkov and Demko, there's those two combined, I think have double what my lineup has tonight. Like, it's just kind of ridiculous, but um, you know, that that's Monday night. We obviously uh, are a forward thinking show as the story goes. Uh, some some interesting, you know, news and notes around the league came out of Monday, notably Adam Fox on the COVID protocol. Like that's, you know, obviously concerning for the Rangers, um, you know, that the Sabres are playing Tuesday, but just getting actually trucked by the Capitals was pretty funny. But, you know, not not a ton that was, you know, all so that, I, think. I guess. Really. Yeah, no, they're very funny. Um, but oh. I don't know. Is there anything from Monday night that you wanted to take away or should we just move on? I mean, uh, you know, Monday bring us to Tuesday is just the Matt Kreslick, but we'll, we'll just get to that. We're, we don't want to brush into anything, but Matt, I thought you wanted to tell me about prize picks. You always no, tell me about it. I do. Yeah. So, you know, before we get to the Tuesday slate of action, let's talk about prize picks. Uh, make sure you head on over to prizepicks.com. Uh, you sign up using the promo code MMN as in Mayo Media Network. Uh, if you held Chris on the Monday show, uh, he told you the jam in Ovi. Ovi made you sweat. You know, he had what four shots in the third. Uh, he needed, I think it was four and a half fantasy score to, you know, hit the over there. Uh, but Ovi did it. You know, he scored with five minutes left, hit the over for you. So, you know, Chris always comes through for us with those picks. Uh, make sure you check out the Mayo Media Network uh, Twitter feed to see our top prize picks as well. Uh, but it's pretty simple. You know, all you do is you make an entry with up to five players. Um, each of those players has an assigned over and under fantasy score. And, you know, you pick the over, you pick the under, and you can win up to 10x your initial uh, buy-in, so your entry fee. So that's, you know, how that works. When you sign up using the code MMN, you can get up to $100, 100% match deposit bonus. So just make sure you're doing that. It's a great way to play along with the games. And uh, let's get on into Tuesday's action. DJ, where are we starting? Uh, unfortunately we're starting with the Buffalo Sabres at the oh, New Jersey no. Devils. I, I, you know, we could just stop right now if you'd like. Um, you know, I, I think what's most surprised, uh, you know, honestly, like I say on most shows, I normally just don't bet the Sabres games unless if there's some sort of an edge I think I've found or have in any capacity. Um, this one, I'm really feeling the New Jersey line as long as Kruger's still the coach. I mean, they just did not look like they wanted to show up and actually play. Um, they got, I mean, they got steamrolled. It wasn't even remotely close. My favorite stat was that the Sabres feed said they had four scoring chances on two shots on net in the first period. Just impressive work trying to make it look like they were even sort of in that game. They got murdered. Um, 
as far as TFS goes, this is the cheapest game by far in any capacity. Uh, we'll get to more of the line stacks and what to do there. But Matt, I, you wanted to say something. I don't want to keep you from saying it. You know it's bad when on the Monday show, Chris Meany is talking about the, the Buffalo-Washington game, and he literally apologizes to you and me. Like he literally yeah, yeah. said, like, sorry to my Buffalo boys, Matt and DJ <laughs> over there. Moved to, like I, I was listening. I'm just I was taken aback. I'm like, is is this is this how bad it is? Like we have someone like you know, There's we have a, someone a, <laughs> literally apologizing to us for having to root for this team. Like it's just awful, man. There was um, an but, article you know, that rated the Seattle Kraken as a better franchise than the Buffalo Sabres, <laughs> and and they haven't they have a single player on the roster. <laughs> Hot take, uh, the Kraken should be rated above like 10 NHL teams, but yeah, let's, <laughs> okay, you know, uh, anyway, you know, you were talking about the, you know, the bets and the plays here. Um, the money line of minus 152, you know, absolutely does uh, make some amount of sense. Uh, there, there's not a ton of really high powered offenses on this slate, which I think is, you know, makes things really interesting. Uh, we obviously have a few, but the few that we do have, we're going to have really hefty price tags to pay on them. Um, so I certainly think if you're backing the devil's money line, and at this point, there's really no reason not to, um, you know, taking some stabs at these devils, is just a really nice way to go. Yeah. Um, so this is the one game that I think the over five and a half is actually the strongest bet. Of course, it's tough when the Sabres, you know, are putting up zero to one, um, but you know, it's, no, it's just zero. true. True. They, they have scored one goal before though. I'm pretty sure I, I would need I to recall. check, but okay. Um, I do feel pretty good about the over here though. You know, the devils are just this insanely fast paced team. Um, <laughs> they're, they're not doing much with it at the moment, but you know, it's there. Like, like you said, DJ, the Sabres aren't trying, the devils are trying and yeah. you know, they're just not very good. So I think that should lead to a lot of opportunities. And, you know, I think I'm just willing to take a bet that these guys can capitalize because I think a lot of these other games are pretty uh, lower paced. So yeah, uh, give me the over and give me the devil's money line. Yeah. I think that that's definitely where I would kind of go to. I do think the Sabres find a way off their 150 minute goal list. Um, they, they get off that streak, but you know, I think where I'm trying to attack here is either Palmieri, Hughes or Zaka, all with the same amount of odds to get one point at minus 125. I mean, Guys like Zaka and Hughes saw like 23 minutes last game. If you give any player 20 minute plus against the Sabres and they don't get a point, they should probably go back to the AHL. So I feel pretty good about you know either of those. I think Zaka is a supremely gifted player. Hughes, you know, not quite having the run with Palmieri. Uh, I, I'm going to be interested. Just make sure the lines stick like they are. But Palmieri with Zaka, I think, is a really strong two-man stack in general. So I definitely think I'll be putting in one of those guys with the minus 125 to have a point. Um, I could maybe get talked into Palmieri two points, but it's just, it's just, it's been so few and far between this year where he's done anything of that nature that I probably just stick to the one and parlay that with something else. So Matt, is there any other thing, maybe a shot prop involved here? I mean, yeah, I mean, so, anything? so look, uh, you know, the Pavel Zaka thing I think is absolutely uh, a full go. He's like 4k on DraftKings. You can absolutely do that. He's minus 125 to get a point. I, I do really like that. Um, but man, these devils have been so bad defensively that I'm just kind of, I'm kind of embarrassed to admit that I'm like frothing at the mouth to get a piece of these Sabres lines, because let me just tell you over the last 10 games, the devils have given up over a goal and a half above expected per 60 minutes, like just defensively at five on five. That is by far the worst mark in the league. 
Uh, second is the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, sorry, third, because somehow Philly is second, but I bet after, uh, well, maybe not even after Monday night, that changes. But, um, you know, just in any case, these are two really bad defenses. And yes, the Sabres can't score, but Sam Reinhardt's just my guy. Like, minus 129 to get a point here against this Devils team. He's going to play 20 minutes. He's going to be on the top power play. Um, I'm not sure I'm betting his shot prop over two and a half at plus 120, but if I were to bet one, I think that would be the number. Like, I just really think that there is something here. Like, this this Reinhardt, uh, whatever line he's been on, even without Eichel, has just been good. Like, they've not been great, of course, but you're just talking great value against a really poor defensive team and what I think is a really up-tempo matchup. Um, I just think that, you know, this is very much so a, a go in terms of these player props. So if you're not doing the, you know, the Zaka, I think you can definitely do Reinhardt at the same number, but I probably prefer Zaka myself. So any other thoughts yeah. here? Yeah, no, All Zaka right. favorite better than I, from this game at least. And right. we can move on over if you're ready to Absolutely. the Islanders at the Capitals, which I think will have some of the biggest I guess, slate breaking or, you know, betting news to come out tomorrow. Um, so we do want to be making sure we're checking that. It does look like Peugeot is probable to play um, after a potentially a, a false positive COVID test. So if that happens, I think we're going to get some different lines that we saw in their last matchup when they kind of ran Parzell as much as they could. Um, the first power play was a little bit different. So, um, you know, with all of that being said, Matt, this game, this matchup, where are, you, are your initial leans? And is there you know anything that might change that? Yeah, I mean, my lean in this one is that I just really like the the Islanders, you know, offering value here. Like, yes, they've put up a lot of numbers against some bad teams like the Devils, like the Sabres, uh, but they they showed up to play against the Bruins. They 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 might have even outplayed the Bruins in that game that they ended up winning in a shootout. They're just rolling here, nine straight wins for the Islanders. Um, you know, just everything in me, I think, even though they're on the road, like basically at a pick them here, I just like the Islanders. Um, and then when you start to talk about like DFS, which of course is where my brain goes to most of the time, it's just, there's so much value on the Islanders side of things with the Anders Lee injury. Uh, it's almost like a, you know, like a basketball situation where like this giant vacuum goes, you know, this guy goes out and there's just a ton to fill and Kiefer Bellows has been the guy there. So, you know, that's, that's a great player prop to get in on uh you know get a get in on it early of course he has three goals in two games so it has been sort of priced down a little bit but still you can get him at plus 320 to score a goal like that just seems wrong um you know if he's playing with Barzell and if he's on that top power play unit like he has been it just strikes me as a really really good value spot uh, he has all the talent in the world coming in he's a pedigreed prospect a great shot so He's just a guy who I think I'm going to ride, but any other players here or any other like sides of this game that you want to talk about? Yeah. I mean, first up, I do like the Islanders in this matchup. Um, I, I think I slightly fade towards the under, but I'm not super strong on that. But when you give me the Islanders and a back-to-back Washington team, you know, I just could really see that not quite getting over the five and a half mark. Although anytime you have Ovi on a slate, you know, you could definitely pot two and, and, and get that over. So I normally, you know, just might stay away from that, but I think I do like the under a little bit. Uh, then other than that, yeah, I do kind of like the value on Bellows and Wallstrom to score. I think 320, depending on what the power plays shape out to be, either of those guys could find themselves on the top unit. Wallstrom was there last time. Uh, like I, I think you kind of alluded to, it could be Bellows um, depending yes. on what they kind of sort out with that. But both of those guys seem to have pretty good value. Um, 
and they, they're just good rate shooters and they both come in with the same pedigree of being great shooters. Mm-hmm. So I'm totally down with that. If you play Tolvanen and like that at the same odds, you know, I think either of these guys could potentially be a very similar type of play. And Tolvanen has taken flight uh, scored again <laughs> on Monday. Like he's he great. And I think that, you know, we both got to pet ourselves a, little, a couple pats on the back here. Nailed that. Um, any other uh, props you like in this game? Yeah, I just sort of, you alluded to it, but I did kind of want to kind of go through how I see this shaping up depending on Pajot playing or not. If you're trying to get into the weeds here, this is sort of how I think it'll happen. So last game with no Pajot, he stepped into the second power play unit. Um, You know, when Lee went out, they sort of reshuffled things. So Pajot was unit two. Pajot went out. Barzell went up to unit, or went to unit two. That became unit number one. So if Pajot misses... Just basically expect Brock Nelson, uh, Josh Bailey, Nick Letty, Oliver Wallstrom, and Barzell to be the the top unit there. Uh, you know that's very exciting for Oliver Wallstrom, who, like you said, is just you know super pedigreed guy. But if Pajot plays like we're expecting, I would think that basically Czarnik drops out of that second unit and Barzell goes to that second unit, and then you see Barzell, Everly, Bellows. Polak and then Bovillier. So if Pajot plays, I like Bovillier and I like Bellows. If Pajot doesn't play, I really like Wallstrom. That's sort of how it shapes up for me. Um, and, you know, these player props, I don't expect them to change much. So that, that's just sort of a thing where I think if you get, you know, the, the news that Pajot's in or Pajot's out, that's where you place your to score a goal because I think there is value on all three of those guys in any of those, you know, depending on which circumstance happens. Um, but that's just a very specific sort of, you know, in the weeds type appeal. You know, you, you got to love it when you get that sort of, uh, you know, nitty gritty here on the Mayo Media Network. So anything else here? Uh, you know, I, honestly, I, I feel like I might talk myself into one of these shot props as well. They're almost all positive. Um, Ovi's been firing at will over four and a half. I, I'm OK with it. I, I know the matchup's a little bit tough, so I'm not sure if it's an absolute jam, but uh, I do like it. If Brock Nelson is still on that first power play unit, if we have any confirmation of that, I mean, he saw a ton of, I mean, 22 minutes, if he's on the top power play getting 22 minutes of ice time, I guess the backpack Washington team, I think he's a decently safe bet to get over two and a half. I mean, his line isn't, you know, perfect because Bavillier might be a bit of more of a shooter than anyone else, but you know, Bailey's kind of more of the passer there. So I could talk myself into that as well. Um, Matt, is there any thoughts on any of these or do you want to move over? To- yeah, I mean, I, I think the Brock Nelson shot prop is my favorite one there. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at his last handful of games and the only game he didn't hit that over two and a half was against Boston. I would definitely think that Washington defensively is more akin to the Sabres or the Devils. Um, and he's had over two and a half in each of his last six games against those teams. So he's playing a ton, like you've said. He's playing, you know, a really just really good amount of minutes and shooting shooting a lot. So uh, I like Brock Nelson's shot prop the best there. So let's go over to Boston at Pittsburgh. Uh, this game a direct rematch of Monday night's matchup between these two teams. Uh, Pittsburgh did win four to one at home, of course, but it, it's a bit more misleading than the eye might yeah. indicate because. You know, Pittsburgh got absolutely shelled. They gave up 43 shots on goal. Um, you know, Boston just couldn't beat them. So you know, what are your thoughts here going right back to it? Pittsburgh, a slight favorite at minus 115. Yeah, definitely give me the Boston side of this one. I think that we, we get a similar kind of game with a different result. Um, I really like Boston in general. I think Boston won 
I mean, I'm hoping it gets overlooked uh, in DFS. I don't think it will because they put up so many shots on goal. And, you know, we kind of, I definitely alluded to this, but, you know, Matt Greslick, uh, eight shot on goal game. And I know we almost wish he didn't because we were so excited about him, you know, top line with um, McAvoy just being so good at that defensive pair that, you know, anytime they're on the ice together, they're just dominating possession, dominating the play. I know you have some stats. I don't know if you have them pulled up still, but we could definitely get to that because he has been an absolute world beater um, and just continues to do that at a very fair price. So that Boston one is going to be a staple of my lineups. Um, and with that being said, I think really the Pasternak shot prop it, over three and a half, I'm in on it as well still. I, I think that he's more than likely to hit that. Um I really don't have a problem with, with any of yeah. them. I think that they should dominate possession and play when they're on. They're going to put that line up there a lot. So you could even give me Marshawn as well. Yeah. One of uh, one of the underrated quotes of the last week, I think it was the last week, but maybe maybe a week and a half or whatever was uh, Charlie McAvoy when asked about playing with Matt Grizzlick. Uh, he asked like, you know, what's your favorite thing about playing defense with you know Grizzlick? And McAvoy's response was deadpan. Like, Oh, we don't play much defense when we're together. And like, that is so true, but not in the way you might think. It's because they always have the puck in the offensive zone. So this season, uh, you know, I have it pulled up courtesy of HockeyViz. Uh, by the way, HockeyViz.com, if you are, you know, new to this or whatever. Uh, just some of the best graphics in terms of, you know, just seeing hockey from a different perspective. Be sure to check that website out. It's great. You can get lost for hours there if you're really interested in sort of the underlying numbers of hockey. Um, but using their environment distiller, you can look at, with Grizzly and McAvoy on the ice at five on five this season, 90 minutes, Boston's out shooting their opponents 65 to 23. Like it is just utter dominance when they're out there together. Um, and of course, most of the time they're playing with the big boys, you know, Marchand, Bergeron, Pasternak. And yeah, you know, that takes away from some of it, but also that's what they're doing. So utilize it. You know, I love in GPPs, you know, over on DraftKings, just jamming in that top line and Matt Grizzly, you get a power play stack, you get you know, just super high, tightly correlated, high upside pieces. Yeah, they're expensive, but that's what's going to give you some leverage there, in my opinion. So um, I think that's like my favorite way to approach this game. You know, Grizzly having eight shots on goal, I think that's a little bit of an outlier, just he yeah. himself having those shots. But I think that you can bet the over on this, you know, posture knock over three and a half is only minus 134. That just seems pretty good to me you know he hit it yeah. on tuesday and i think if even half of those grizzly shots go elsewhere like you would expect um Pasternak's likely to soak up most of those so i uh, just really like that number but you could also talk me into some marchand and bergeron too but i'm just i'm just not fooling around with it i'm going you know Pasternak. he's the big boy i totally agree 100 that that is exactly i mean i think that that Pasternak shot process is my favorite yeah. i think there's gonna be a ton of pace here i mean honestly just, I, I do like the over, I think, if anything, yeah. um, I think both goal, well, we shouldn't have Rask, correct? Am I losing my mind? No, um, he was out last yeah. game, but I don't, it, it's not, he, he skated. So like, it's a, there's a chance. Yeah. We, we don't know that's, we don't really know what his deal is. So yeah, he absolutely if it's, could. <laughs> if it's a lock in, if it's a lock in to Smith, I'm just, just going to take and the over. Okay. See ya. Yep. I, this is the game, you know, you said, Oh, we have one six on this slate. I honestly thought this was it, you know, yeah, I know it's Boston, yeah. but Pittsburgh has been playing this, you know, good amount of tempo. Uh, Malkin, we haven't even talked about him. He seemed to be back. You know, we were sort of uh, dancing on his grave a bit to begin the season. You know, he just wasn't really doing much for us, but out of nowhere, here he comes. Um, 
you know, points in, let's see, points in his last eight games and nine of his last 10. Like, he's just really putting up numbers for us. So, um, you know, I think he's an okay bet in terms of his shot prop. He's just getting much more involved offensively. But even these point props, I think, are just fine to go with him as well. So, uh, one guy who that does impact is Evan Rodriguez, uh, plus 375 anytime goal that did hit on Monday night, you know, playing with Malkin, playing on the second power play unit. Um, I think those are those odds are just a little bit too long, in my opinion, you know. So, uh, you could sprinkle some plus 375 in there, uh, you know, if you ask me. So, any other thoughts here? No, I think we should move right. over to, I think that, yeah, the longest odds, oh, second longest odds of the night, right? Yep. The second longest odds. The Carolina minus 235 on the road against Detroit it is the 1 6 uh, over under. I mean, I think it's really obvious that most people will side with Carolina probably winning this game. I know as of late, it feels like we've seen a lot of big underdogs find a way to get the W. Um, that string might convince some people to consider a plus 195, but I'm just don't think I'm falling for it. Um, I think that Detroit's still really bad. Um, and I think Carolina is still one of the best, you know, possession teams in, in the entire league and probably control this game from start to finish. I don't know if I like it enough to say I'm going to put money on the puck line for Carolina. Um, yeah. And I also think there's just some better value bets in this game than taking the money line. So, you know, overall, I'm, I think if anything, I might slightly like the under um, just thinking Detroit doesn't get more than one goal. Uh, and then, you know, Carolina doesn't have five. Um, but other than that, you know, I'm kind of more interested in, in looking into some of these uh, props within the game and um, yeah. going that avenue. No, for sure. Um, I honest, I think the under here is the best bet. Um, maybe you could argue the Svechnikov, you know, shot prop is the best bet. I, I certainly would not. I've never played it. <laughs> I certainly would not fault you for saying that is the, you know, the best prop here. But, um, you know, without Trocek, they, the Carolina just hasn't really been scoring much. In their last 10 games, they are one of the worst teams at uh, putting pucks in the net at five on five. Uh, actually, when you adjust for opponent, they are the worst team uh, based on some of the natural stat trick adjustments that I do for opponents. Um, you know, and of course, power plays and whatever else have stuff to do with that. Uh, they, they're not accounted for, but I don't think Carolina is a team that I would you know necessarily say jumps out in terms of having like a vaunted power play, especially without Trojak. Um, so it, it's just like one of those places where I see the six and I'm just like, I don't think Detroit puts up more than one or two. And I think Carolina gets up by a couple and they just shut it down, you know, three to one type finish uh, for me. So I like the under, I, I'm not betting the Carolina or Detroit sides. I just, I don't think that's worth a bet at these, this long of odds. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, of course it comes down to the Andres Fetchnikov shot prop. Like, is there anything else we can say about this at this point? Like, you know, no. it's, it's getting so often slightly longer, I guess. Yeah. Minus 134. Maybe that's just an adjustment for the opponent, though, honestly. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's he what he said at five of his last six games, like it's just kind of silly. And <laughs> we're we're looking at it saying like Svechnikov should be playing more minutes, even, and he's not quite getting the 19 minutes that we expect for a guy of his caliber. Um, but even in yeah. 15, 16, 17 minutes, he's still hitting it. And I think there is upside given just how condensed this offense is now. 
uh, to get there. So yeah, yeah that's my yeah. favorite bet. I don't really yeah. think there's much else to talk about because no, I mean, I, I think, you know, if you're doing a, a couple kind of bigger leg parlays, I, I could talk myself into doing like a multi-point game, but I just don't think it's worth it. Uh, you're just not getting quite good enough odds on Aho or Sveshnikov on DraftKings. Maybe you can find something on, on a FanDuel or another site that you use, but um, you know, I think that a multi-point game is somewhat in the cards, but I need a little bit more enticing on the odds to jam that in instead of just saying like, yep, Sveshnikov, nearly a free square. Not always, obviously it's, we, we're gambling, but um, I, I think that's definitely the take. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've, we've talked about DFS for a little bit here, but you know, I don't think <clears throat> betting wise, it makes sense, but in the DFS streets, you know, with so much sentiment, probably going toward Carolina here, does Detroit interest you at all? I think, I mean, the reason why I, I say yes is only because of how concentrated the minutes are for Detroit one, the correlation on the power play is a little bit concerning. We're not exactly sure what they're going to do, but, you know, getting Larkin at 5,600 Fabry at 42 and Mantha at 49 is at least somewhat considerable um, considering if Detroit keeps us at all close. I mean, those guys should see 25, you know, 20 to 25 minutes each. And that's not an exaggeration. That is, decently likely i mean they're basically pretending like that line has mcdavid on it and <laughs> because they i mean to the rest of that team larkin might be so yeah. um you know i think if if you if you want to get really contrarian and play like a really high upside line um that's one way to go about it uh carolina like you said missing trocheck it, it it hurts them enough to worry like maybe you could talk me into that but i'm probably more than likely not going to do it yeah, no, I think that's absolutely fair. They come in they come in right at I think right at about fourteen thousand in total on DraftKings, and that just helps you fit in a lot of these you know higher priced players that we talk about. So I uh, don't hate that at all uh, by any stretch. So let's go from there over to Arizona at Minnesota. Um, Minnesota minus two ten favorites. DJ rocking. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about your shirt there? Oh yeah, we got the Dalla Dalla Bill Krill uh, shirt on right now. Um, just couldn't not buy it. It was impossible. There was no way around it. I saw it and I was like, well, there goes my money. It was instantly gone. I, I don't even remember clicking the send money. I was like, how much is it? Oh, it doesn't matter. Infinite. Perfect. Take it. Yeah. Um, no, that's... So, yeah very excited. And I bought it, you know, a couple of weeks ago, came in the mail. I think they were just waiting to send it until Croker uh, Prisov just blew everything wide open. Um, he, he has. And um, his shot on goal prop is not on DraftKings. Uh, Zuccarello still one and a half, even though he hits that every single night. I think even Fiala two and a half is still in play, even though he's not. I don't think we're hitting it quite as consistently. It might not. It might just not be worth it, right? With Zuccarello right no, there. No, there's. I mean, yeah, just Zuccarello it's minus, it's minus yeah. two hundred, which you know it sucks, but like yeah. Like I'd rather see plus one ten, whatever, two and a half over, like you know, and that would yeah. probably be a, a jam still. Uh, but yeah, I mean Zuccarello, yeah. I think is great. If you're out here trying to bet on Ryan Suter shot on goal over props, like mm-hmm. you know, like uh, you know, th- there's all these numbers on my screen. You know, just just call. Maybe you should get some help because Ryan Suter is not it. You are not. You are not watching hockey to place bets on Ryan freaking Suter, man. Like DraftKings, what are you doing here? Like, don't do this to us. Yeah, just put um, Crow at seven shots on goal, and I'll take the over. I don't know why we're. Yeah, why we're we doing this? Eight shots in back-to-back games for him. Like, just what a weekend. Um, you know, just just awesome stuff out of him. Um, this game, you know, Minnesota is just everyone's favorite team. I certainly. 
I, I feel like we were on them to begin the season pretty, yeah. pretty steady. We um, both had them in the playoffs. I know yeah, that for we, a fact. There's we talked no about way. it. We talked early about how Kaprizov added an element yeah. to this team that just didn't exist before. And, you know, it's nice to see that. Um, unfortunately, we can still take advantage of that with a guy like Matt Zuccarello on betting sites. In daily fantasy, though, it's really tough. You know, Kaprizov is now above $6,000 on DraftKings, uh, as is Zuccarello. Yeah. Like, it's almost crazy. <laughs> like, just thinking about, like, you know, these guys profiling as playmakers and you're paying, you know, 12000 for them combined. But you can't argue with the matchup. Arizona is terrible. Um, I I will never get over just how wrong I was about Arizona kind of dominating that St. Louis series earlier this season where they played seven straight games and basically just mopped the floor of them and like six of them. Um, It it was just really, really short-sighted, I think, just to sort of read too much into one matchup. So Arizona just hasn't, hasn't been it. They haven't done it. So maybe this is the spot where they turn it around. But... I'm not trying to find out because I think this Minnesota team is a juggernaut defensively. Um, and now that they have Kaprizov, they're also very good offensively. So watch out NHL. Yeah. I mean, I think the minus 167 on Kaprizov to have a point is, is in play. Um, you know, it, betting on points can be a little bit tricky. It's not as like obvious that the you know, player X is going to shoot the puck compared to like get a point when, you know, a secondary assist is incredibly random, but he's going to see the ice time, you know, they are rolling right now. That line with the reason I like it so much, I think is because, you know, he is becoming the shooter there and I, you know, it's not necessary, but you know, if you look at most of the point lines for any player, guys that shoot the puck board just end up inherently getting better lines because, you know, tips, rebounds, all that stuff kind of lead into it. Like if you look at like Pasternak, Marshan and Bergeron, perfect example, Bergeron normally has much worse lines because he's just not the shooter there. Yet he's just slightly better than Zuccarello. And, and I just don't know if that's correct. So, like I'm saying, I think that he's a pretty strong play there at minus 167. It isn't perfect. I'd like it to be a little bit closer to the middle, um, but I, I do like it a good event. Yeah, I mean, here's here's a weirder long shot for you. Um, Minnesota seems committed to Nick Bukestad on this top power play unit um, for Minnesota, you know, with Kaprizov, with Zuccarello. You can get him to score a goal at plus 375. I think I might go one further and just say first goal, Nick Bukestad, 19 to 1. You know, I'm sort of thinking if their power play doesn't convert early, they could just put it in the blender. They could put whoever else out there. But I think they would give it at least one chance, just given how solid um, they've played. Yeah, so he's not front. He, you know, he shoots a decent amount. DJ, you also called on the Morning Skate podcast, Jared Spurgeon. He's... yeah. uh, kind of the fifth guy on that power play. I, and he's not done shit this year for us. I don't understand. I am, I am like, when I saw he had five points in 25 games, I thought that was a typo. Like how, like <laughs> yeah. they, they seemingly are fun and scoring and yeah. he's playing minutes and he's on the first power play. It's seemingly every night. I, I mean, there was a little stretch in there, but I don't understand that at all. I think he's a bit too cheap on DraftKings as well. Yeah. Like Kim and Greslick's I think, and Greslick are kind of the supreme value on defense that I think will help you afford a lot of those other guys. So Sure. You know, I, I think yeah. that Spurgeon shot blocks and, you know, if he gets a, if he gets a goal, I know it's defenseman. It's really hard to bet on, but you know, he's on the first power play at plus 400 and he does shoot and he has had hat tricks like in the it. past, I believe. So let's get Pretty crazy. Sure, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I feel um, like last year he had a hat trick. 
I believe that's right. I I want to say he had one of the highest defenseman scoring games. I think I looked at this over the summer and was kind of shocked to find that it was yeah. like him and Tony D'Angelo. May he rest in peace. Um, yeah, I, I remember the, the <laughs> D'Angelo game for sure because he yeah. had a trick. I'm like positive. All right. Yeah. Two more games here. Uh, next, we have Tampa at Dallas. This one at 830. Um, Tampa played a Monday afternoon game, I believe, to facilitate this travel schedule, uh, you know, trying to rearrange things to fit in a lot of the canceled uh, Stars games that, you know, canceled due to COVID, the weather, uh, who knows what's next, but hopefully it's not Tuesday night. Um, here we have Tampa minus 148 over under of five and a half. Um, you know, first glance, this line on Tampa feels low. Yeah. And then you sort of think about it some more and you're like on a back to back, they had to travel a long way. Like, is there something we're missing here on this Dallas team? That's sort of what I'm wondering. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's really easy and, and cheap to just say, well, Tampa, obviously Tampa. I do think it's again, like Tampa's had a couple rough games in a row where they what they lost to Detroit and they lost to Nashville in like three consecutive games or something. And, you know, maybe Vegas is just overcorrecting for that. So I think it's worthwhile to get in on Tampa. I don't think they're broken. Um, they looked broken at that, what, four o'clock started against Nashville. But, I, you know, I just don't see that carrying on, even though it's a back-to-back. I more than likely am just going to stay away from it, though, because of the back-to-back factor. And just I, I don't think it's quite enticing enough for me to get all over um, Dallas again, nine, nine and six on the year, not been great. I probably don't take them either. Um, I, I think I'm slightly leaning towards the under here, but again, I just don't know if it's quite worth your while to go with that. Um, I think there's a couple other, uh, props in this game that I, I'm a little bit more intrigued with. So what are your initial thoughts? Is there over under kind of thoughts on, on this from you? Yeah. You know, I, this is sort of my, my thinking, like I, I was down so bad in the, the the Stanley cup showdown between these two teams. I just thought, you know, like Dallas is going to win one of these and everyone's on Tampa whatever. Maybe this is a spot. Maybe this is a spot where I get it all back. You know, Dallas seems like they're back at full strength. They welcome back Rube hints to the lineup. He'll be in and out, you know, as the season goes on apparently for his lingering injury. Uh, but they got Radulov back in the fold. You know, they, they obviously have Klingberg back now after missing a game due to the birth of his son or daughter. Sorry. Um, so I think the Dallas team at full strength maybe is worth a worth a shot. Um, you know, I, I think that Dallas hasn't been playing that terribly as of late. And like you noted, Tampa has had some stinkers. They're in a really tough you know schedule. Uh, this game basically is a schedule loss for them, if you think about it. Um, so I would be interested to see, you know, what some of these like, you know, more advanced models that do account for the, uh, you know, just the travel schedules and all that, like back to back type stuff. I bet they might say that Dallas is a good bet here, despite, you know, plus 127 being kind of, you know, reflexive when you look at it, just go like, whoa, that seems, you know, like a bad bet, but I think it might be a good one. So sign me on, uh, to this Dallas side. And if you're feeling a little bit, you know, like leery, you can bet the Dallas Stars, you know, puck line at plus one and a half and just say like, you know, this is just something to throw in a parlay. Uh, Tampa really just hasn't shown up. So uh, give me the Dallas side of this one, but any player props here that you like? Yeah, I, I, I think with Dallas, you know, being, I think this, most people would agree this game should be pretty close and, and it may be almost too close to call. You know, I don't really understand why Pavelski's have a point line is still minus 129. He's like a point per game player. Uh, 
I think that's decently savvy to get in on. Uh, again, like that, that layer, you're going to see a ton of run. He's been great all year. That and then the Braden Point shot line, I think at minus 109 is pretty fair as well. Um, I, you know, Point's kind of been a guy that sometimes disappears with shooting, but I think that, you know, more likely than not, he's going to have over two and a half in most games he plays. He's just a supremely talented player. Um, and I, I do think that that number, you know, we're going to look back at it at some point and, and laugh because I think Braden Point is or should be a bit better of a rate shooter than he's shown this year early on. And while I have it at minus 109, I'm going to jump on it. Yeah, I, I certainly like uh, both of what you just called out between Point and Pavelski. Um, one longer odds that I think you should keep in mind is that, you know, Dallas has just done this thing all the time where they're really messing with their power play and it's trying to find something that works. And Pavelski has been a mainstay. Um, so, of course, he's in there. But as of last game, they have uh, joining Pavelski, Jamie Ben, Mira Heiskin and Klingberg. So both defensemen and then uh, Jason Robertson and Robertson is four to one to score a goal. Um, if he's on the top power play in it, you know, it's that, I think that's really just the reason why you play him at five on five. He's playing with Radulov and Hints. Of course we, you know, like that as well, but it's not like they're seeing a ton of minutes or anything, uh, but it's just that power play role that, you know, just playing with really good players. Um, I think four to one odds for him to score a goal is just a little bit off uh, relative to some of these other bets. So I like, uh, I like that one, but anything else here before we get to, uh, the late hammer. Yeah, no, I think eh, we just get right over to it. Anaheim wearing the reverse retros for the first time. I'm excited to see them out there against Colorado, Colorado, a massive, massive favorite five and a half over under in this one, um, probably to do with the fact that they're not giving Anaheim much credit as far as an opportunity to score. Um, the pricing on DraftKings is really, really, really expensive for Colorado. Um, but you know, with McCarr being out, hopefully it gets better soon. We are getting some value in power play one Samuel Gerard. Potentially it's not as good as we, you know, we're used to with him being a guy that normally covers around the threes and the fours, but you know, he's been great. So Matt, what are your initial leans in this game? Are you considering just taking Colorado or what are your thoughts? So yes, I am considering just jamming Colorado. Um, it's tough though. Cause you know, usually you think like these surefire bet, you know, giant odd goalies, especially on DraftKings, just are never priced. Like, you know, uh, so I'm thinking like 8,500 is usually like the, the highest price goalie. And that goalie could be minus 200 or minus 330, And it just doesn't change. Like that's the highest number. And so minus 279, like, you know, Grubauer, you would think makes for a great play. But Colorado is so thoroughly dominating the shot shares, like when they're playing, like their goalies just can't even get like those massive upside games. So it's one of those weird spots where it's like, I'm on a super heavy favorite, but I'm also not out here saying like, yeah, you know, just take their goalie because score effects and yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, of course this could happen, but Anaheim certainly isn't the team that I would expect to break out, you know, the, the 30, 35 uh, shot game that you need to oh. sort of like actually break a slate. So, you know, it's something where I am definitely playing tons of Colorado. You mentioned Sammy Gerrard. He's been great. Uh, he's been basically Kale McCarr, which is insane to think about because McCarr had some legitimate Norris, you know, hype before he went out due to injury. But you look at, the, you know, the, especially the counting stats, the goals, the assists, the shots, the blocks. Gerard's doing it all for us. And I think at 5,700 on DraftKings, he makes for a great play. So any of these player props stand out to you? Yeah, I mean, I 
I wish we had a little bit better on Nathan McKinnon at, you know, three and a half minus 182. I'm, I'm very in on him tomorrow. I think he's an awesome, awesome play. Um, that would be you know, kind of my favorite. Uh, I think that he's pretty likely to hit that um, with, with the way he's been playing and everything of that nature. But I also kind of, you know, I'm considering, I guess, it, it, I don't know if I'm going to end up having it, but Silverberg at plus 120 to have a point also seems decently all right. I mean, I don't know if they're going to get Stone Cold shut out. Silverberg's playing a ton of minutes, power play one, um, just, you know, the entire team has been very unlucky. So I would consider that as well as a bit of a out there, you know, contrarian bet on this game. Um, if they score one or two goals, I, he more than likely could be involved. Uh, other than that, you know, it, it's kind of tough, honestly. I didn't really see how crazy these lines were, how long they were. Um, is there well, anything that you're... <laughs> I mean, we don't usually get these blessed Colorado slates, I think is something I've noticed because every time yeah. I listen to, you know, a mini show, it just seems like he's yelling at us. Like, Nico Ranton, they're not fixing this line. Yeah, and that's I thought true. I thought they had fixed his shot line for a bit, but apparently not because over two and a half shots minus 155. Um, yeah, that, that might be the take. Yeah, that seems to me like it's the take. You know, he's got 33 shots in his last 10 games. Um, yeah, it's just ridiculous. He has multiple shots in each of those 10 games, so he's been super consistent. Um, it, it just doesn't quite seem right to me. So... Um, yeah, I mean that, I think that's just sort of where we, you know, draw the line. Um, I, your Silverberg point was interesting. It is worth pointing out that on DraftKings, they have caught on to the fact that Ricard Raquel is just a freaking boss. Uh, he is 6k on this slate. You know, we were getting him at 4k the other, you know, the other week and it was like, yeah, he's in a tough matchup, but like, look at this. He's really, really good. And he went on a freaking bender. <laughs> so I'm happy to have, you know, gotten some of those big games out of him, but at 6,100, I'm very happy jumping off. But if you want a guy to just sort of ride up the price charts, I think Silverberg could be that guy at 4,400. Uh, like you said, he's just, he's been pretty consistent in his career. Um, he's not quite that level of Raquel, but I do think there is a small amount of value there, especially, you know, that plus 120, uh, you know, point line, especially if you aren't, you know, two in on this Colorado team defensively without McCarr, uh, you know, rolling out AHL guys, basically Jacob McDonald, top pairing defenseman, like he's been good, but who knows how long that lasts. So uh, yeah. yeah, any, anything else, uh, do, should we talk about DFS real quick or no, let's recap our favorite bets. And yeah. Move on. Yeah. There you go. Way to stick to the order. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's again a lot of good shot on goal props. Honestly, that random one, I like looked at it and I thought it's a three and a half at first. And I was like, what? And then you said it was two and a half. And I looked back at it, I was like, oh my God, that does say two and a half. Yeah. So that was a really sharp. I think that's definitely up there uh, with one of them. He's hit that in uh, Look, like five straight games, I think, maybe more. One, yeah, two, oh, two straight games, I guess. But like a lot of the last, there's like two in there, like outliers in there. And then the rest but in the past like 10 games, he has like, but he's like seven of 10. And I think that this is a really good matchup for mid again. So that's on there with Sveshnikov. I think those are, you know, two of my easy money ones I'm going to put together. Um, and then honestly, I do really like this uh, over in the Boston Pittsburgh game. Yep. Uh, I was, I was queuing that one up as well. I, I think the over on the Sabres Devils is going to be one of mine too. I just, I, I just don't see the, those guys stopping pucks. Yeah. It's sort of like, a, you know. And plus 130. Ambition. I mean, they really don't like it. Yeah, that, that's true. So, um, 
I, I think getting that over does make um, does make sense. So let's see. You took a couple of the really good shot props. Zuccarello, uh, definitely yeah, one yeah. of the ones who you're probably not playing that alone just because minus 200, you know, that's just not quite the sort of return that you want to see on your bets uh, for the most part. But it certainly is, you know, a great value in, in my estimation. He should hit that at least 75% of the time, and that's just not priced like it. So, you know, that's just sort of a really easy one there. And let's see, one more for, yeah, one more for the pod. Dallas Stars money line. Like, you know, full strength. See the, see the return to glory for the former uh, Western Conference champion, Dallas Stars here. Um, so, all right. Let's talk a little bit about DFS. Uh, before we do stacks, let's talk about a couple of goalies because I did get a YouTube comment and I feel like we we were good about it for a little bit and then we yeah, just stopped talking about I goalies. tried my best. I really tried my best. So I'm going to, again, like, let's do it. I mean, I think obviously, like you mentioned, I really did like what you started out with Colorado. I think it might be popular, especially to a newcomer to the game, but you're just like if they don't get the shutout, they're probably just not going to reach their value. So I really kind of like fading Colorado goalie out of this equation. Um, you know, if they only see 20 shots and allow one or two goals, they're just, they're not going to get there. Um, I would much rather focus on, um, you know, this is tough. I, I may might consider going with whoever starts for Minnesota as one of my staples in net or whoever starts for the devils um, probably is my top two. Because I think the pace will be there in that Buffalo game, but are they oh. actually going to score more than one or two goals? I, I don't know. What if I told you there was a plus one twenty seven favorite on the slate, play, priced at seven k on DraftKings? Like this is just sending. What? You know, I had no idea. Jake Ottinger, plus oh, he's only plus one twenty seven, man. Like you know, oh, these man. Vegas guys, they're usually pretty freaking good. So I'm going to use them. I'm going to trust them. Like they're priced one twenty seven. Uh, guys priced exactly the same. Arizona. Let's see. They are plus 175 to get a win on the road. Like you got a home goalie, slate dog, 7K. Sign me up for Jake Ottinger, man. Like it's it, it's in. It's it's here. It's time. Um, yeah. you know, or one of those we, Islanders goalies. I mean, I think that that's yep. also pretty sharp. If you're using the Vegas odds to, to help you, I think that would lead you in that direction. Which you should. Well. Yep. Which you should. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. That's a great way to so, look at so there's a couple goalies. I'll throw on Capo Kakinen or Cam Talbot, whoever starts, just because Minnesota is definitely the, the, the soundest defensive system for goalies. And yep. yeah, you're paying the tax, but I like them the most of any of these high-priced goalies. So let's talk about some of our top stacks and then get on out of here. All right. I will try to do a couple different ones from the Morning Skate pod. Definitely go over there and check that out as well if you like getting more takes and winning more money. But that's, again, that's up to you. It's not up to me. Um, I think that one that I I know that you're not as in on this as I am, um, but we did actually see Nate Chaus in the top power play. I'm not, I would not consider him. And I I, I looked at his, I did not like it to score. He's not been the best shooter in the world, but if you like Carolina as much as I do, him and Ajo and Hamilton, I think is a, still a really good cheap stack. If Natchez does get a goal, which is more than, you know, it's in the cards for sure. He's an extremely gifted player. You know, he's definitely going to smash at 5,300, but two assists to him, from him, um, a couple goals from Ajo, and, and you really might have the right uh, kind of cor- like correlated line that m- some people might not be in on. Um, I love it with Hamilton, obviously, but it's not super ch- easy or Hamilton's really expensive. I also like Jake Bean a good bit as a cheap option at defense. His minutes have fluctuated a bit, but he's been a really consistent rate shooter getting, you know, 15 to 18 minutes. 
Um, if they get up big, I think he might end up kind of maxing out at 18 to 20. Um, and maybe he ends up hitting a shot bonus for us. Okay. Yeah, no, I absolutely love the value there on those Carolina guys. Like they're just a little too cheap in my, in my opinion. Yeah, but so, I know, but I know um, you're worried about nature sh- shots and I agree. With I am, that. of that's, course. That's, that's the know. problem with, with him and GPP is like, that's why you stack him. That, yeah, that's right. sort of the thing. It's like, he needs multiple points to get there. How does he get multiple points with his friends? So you play nature's with his mm-hmm. friends. Um, so, so I definitely like the, the, the thought process there. Um, I'm going to pick one of these, you know, just super high tier, you know, stacks. There's probably three, the, the Colorado one, Boston one, and Pittsburgh one. They're just super expensive. Um, you know, the other ones you could probably make an argument. There's a bit more value, but I'm making room for Boston one and Matt Grizzlick. That's not a surprise. I just think that's the money spot here. So, um, you know, give me, give me that full line stack and I'll take one more just because I was ready. Um, we talked about Pajot sort of being the key to the slate, like almost slate breaking, like, you know, DJ, you said it, not me, but I actually do think it has serious DFS implications. So I want to take advantage of that and go with, uh, you know, if he is in, I want to play Matt Barzell, Anthony Beauvillier and Kiefer Bellows, you know, saving some value on the Eberly Beauvillier swap, I think they're pretty much the same in terms of overall median. And I think that they will correlate on the power play. So I'm willing to sort of get a little different, uh, play a really high price stack with that, those three guys and, uh, you know, make some money. Yeah, I agree. And, and, you know, the one thing about hockey DFS that's different from most other sports is the information gap. I mean, you don't get slate breaking football news that everyone isn't in on and understands and knows. Um, so it, that's really where you can find, um, you know, it's more like the NBA where you get that last minute guy in or out where the line is going to look and can really change the flip the entire slate on its head as for GPPs, for sure. You know, for, for cash GPPs, games, for, sure. for, for cash games, it doesn't really matter if Pajos then let's be honest, like the, yeah, it's not going to change that much, but the correlations I think do matter a lot. And yeah, they do change and they do make it, you know, good GPP information for getting those correlations right. I'm going to do something also very easy then and just go with Renton and McKinnon and Gerard. Um, very easy, easy. Yep. really expensive. You're going to have to get a little cute. And I think that, you know, just why not put one more on there? Um, Zaka and Palmieri. Yep. And I think if you put that together, you know, that could, that could work. I'm kind of doing the math on it right now, but especially if you play Ottinger and net, then you definitely have the money to get that. Yeah. Done. And, you know, just go back, you know, just make sure you're paying attention when we talk about these longer goal scoring odds guys, because odds are most of these guys are cheaply priced over on DraftKings. So like, those are really good pieces to plug on in to your, uh, you know, to these stacks to make these really expensive stacks work. You just play a couple low price pieces and hope that they score a goal and that'll get you enough to sort of win a tournament. If uh, your top line stack hits and then these other sort of uncorrelated but really cheap pieces also hit. Like, that's just how you do it. So uh, best of luck out there on this Tuesday slate. DJ, anything else before we go? Uh, go Bonnies. We'll talk, we'll talk about it more on Thursday. Yes, your, your NCAA tournament uh, lore. So, um, as always, thanks to Prize Picks for sponsoring the show. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Uh, let's see. The show is at Mayo Media Nut. Um, I am at fake moods, DJs at DJs underscore Mitchell94. And uh leave a subscribe, leave a like, give us the thumbs up. 
Um, and give us a review. We love to hear your comments, your feedback, tweet at us. Um, we love to hear any of it. So best of luck here on this Tuesday slate and we will see you. Thank <laughs> you.